good. Hello. 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 Let's see if Amy can make me some coffee. Uh, I'm making sure that I'm actually uh, streaming today because yesterday was a bit of a debacle. I talked for a full hour, a full hour, guys, without knowing that I was alone. That's the only, that's the only thing. And coffee, love? That's the only thing that separates just a complete maniac from um, being a YouTuber is uh, whether or not there's a stream going. I realized that the hard way yesterday when it dawned on me that I was simply a madman talking alone. All right, so I, I want to play you guys a song. You guys can see my, my hands. This is a, a fairly easy song to learn, but I think it's one of the most beautiful songs ever written. It's by uh, Zach Brown Band. It's called My Old Man. Uh, it's just a pretty song. It goes, uh, yeah, it goes. He was a lion, and we were our father's pride, but I was defiant. That's my old man, my old man. Feel the callus on his hands, the dusty overalls. My old man, now I finally understand. I have a lot to learn from my old man. Now I'm a giant I got a son of my own He's always trying To go everywhere I go Do the best to raise him up Or no, to raise him the right way Hoping that he someday wants to be Like his old man That's an intensely emotional song. So here's a little story behind that song. So I'm I'm chilling on my porch listening to it yesterday, and I text a screenshot of it to my brother, and I'm like, "Dude, this song." <laughs> and he wrote, "I can't believe you just sent me that." I was like, "Why?" He's like, "He's my best friend." This is a tragic story, man. It's like his, his best friend was about to uh, go to his brother's wedding. He was he was the best man for his brother's wedding. He's my brother's best friend. He's one of my close friends too. And uh, that was the wedding song. And for 
and the bride's entire family just died in a limousine accident. Like 20 people just wiped off the planet. And uh, it's pretty insane to think about how fragile life is and how they had to cancel the wedding because of funerals with an S. Oof. And, uh, and me and my brother just had a really good talk about how much we love each other and, you know, how fragile life is. It's just like, imagine that. Imagine it's, it's one thing. It's, it's horrifying to even think about losing a father or a mother or a sister or a brother or a friend. All of them. All of them gone. But um, I'm not here just to bum you out. So let's, uh, let's move on. Let's have a good day. Let's chat. That's the one that happened recently. Yeah. You notice where it was? Read it in the Adirondack Times. Louder audio, please. Sure. I see one lion. That song kills me, though. That My Old Man song. It's written so beautifully. And someone just commented, how's the audio now? Is it better? Uh, that, that they went hunting with Zach Brown, and he's wicked cool. All right, so let's talk about some cool stuff. What do we got here? Let's start from the bottom. All right, there's my little boy. Uh, he loves playing with cars, and Amy gravitates towards the kitchen. It's very odd. As we all know, that's uh, cis-heteronormative behavior caused by the patriarchy in society. He, my two-and-a-half-year-old son, does not like cars. Society tells him to like cars, and... So I'm going to become a fat lesbian with blue hair. Uh, and I'm going to scream and screech and shout for his own good to make sure that he plays with Barbie dolls. My old man. Uh, HugePianist.com for the new special, by the way. Bass Texan just made me this. Let me add this. He just sent it to me. It's pretty sick. Uh, and follow Owen Benjamin Clips. My boy runs that. So any ad revenue goes right to him. Uh, and he did it out of nowhere. And he's just been building it for like a year now. Great dude. He helped out on the road. He did audio on the last tour. Um, so subscribe to Owen Benjamin Clips. And he just sent me this. He just made it for fun. Uh, this is for, this is shot in Buford, Georgia. My new special, Persona Non Grata, available at hugepianist.com. Show these out. Please welcome my good friend, the very talented, the cult leader, Mr. Owen Benjamin. Boom. So, uh, hugepianist.com. It's important that when they try to ban people, um, it's not successful. Someone on a comment yesterday was like, you talk a lot about fame and money and, and stuff when you're putting it down. Maybe you really actually love it or something like that. And I responded. And uh, it's not that, that I like to respond to trolls publicly, but I think that there's a good, this is just helpful, I think, for people to understand why I talk about certain things. 
I found that a lot of people are broke because their parents did them no service by never talking about money. I, f I found that over the years. My dad, my old man, he used to uh, sit me on his lap and teach me how to balance a checkbook. He d I had a stock account when I was nine uh, with my paper route money. We were not, we were very, very, very uh, poor. And uh, we still, but we grew wealth because um, it was like a hobby. It was like a game. It wasn't a defining characteristic of who you are, uh, money in my family at all. It was almost like talking about sports where uh, you, you don't, you didn't view someone else as better than you or worse than you based on how much money they have. It's a literal skill you acquire. It's one of the actual privileges of certain communities the, the whole race privilege thing is obvious, complete Marxist nonsense. A real privilege is understanding how to make and keep uh, money. And that's why I talk about how I make it, uh, what, how, what taxes do, uh, how to pay people, how to uh, all that stuff. Because it, it, it's mind-blowing to me how little people understand it. Because their parents thought it was somehow um, shameful to discuss. It's kind of like uh, not talking about sex to a teenager. It, it, you're not helping them. Like my parents had only been with each other. Uh, they've, they've never been with anybody else. And they've been married for over 50 years. And they never, they, they never really taught me about dating or anything like that. So I was a virgin until college. And then I went on a pretty, uh, pretty in, intense tear because I could play music by ear and I was really tall and just Lots of people just really wanted to see my penis. Um, so not that it was my parents' fault by any stretch of the imagination, nor is it a bad thing or a good thing or anything. My point is I wasn't given that conversation about what dating is and stuff like that because they had only been with each other. And, uh, and I think that happens a lot with money as well. Like if people don't understand how money works, they're just so – vulnerable to being taken and same with fame if people don't understand that it's a golden prison they will spend their lives reaching for something that if they got they wouldn't like and i'm in a pretty unique position to describe it to people and that's the only reason i do that and so i thought that that was uh, a way to queer, queer things up and i'm also trying to give other comedians a blueprint to getting out of the hollywood system because i want to take away um the, the gasoline from their engine, which is talent. You know, there's all these talented people that, that are now conforming to leftism just so that they can get on Comedy Central or Netflix because that's the only path they know. And I know of another path. And um, that's why I talk about Vimeo, like selling, you know, exactly the business of doing what I'm doing because that way more can get out. Like uh, Persona Non Grata, I'll tell you exactly what it's at right now. I've sold 500 of them uh, in the last uh, two weeks. So I think that's what, what it's been. And this is, I, I don't exaggerate. I don't minimize. I don't pretend I make less than I do to like look vulnerable or like I need help. I don't pretend to make more than I do so that I appear shiny and, and attractive. I, it's just straight down the middle because there, there's a lack of people just being told what money is. I swear to God, it's insane. Uh, so let's say you buy a persona non grata, uh, special for $10 on Vimeo. Vimeo gets a dollar. So that's nine. 
Coddington Bear gets a dollar. That's eight. So that's four grand, right? So then all the expenses get to be taken off that for taxes. Because right now, if, for four, with four, when you gross $4,000 and if you work for yourself, the government will take approximately half. So that would bring it down to $2,000. Um, so, but the good news is if I buy a new camera or gasoline to get to the uh, venue, that comes off the 4000 So let's just say a camera was uh, 2000 So now you're down to two. Let's say the venue rental was 1500 Now you're down to 500 So now the government with 50% now only takes $250, but you have a camera and a special. See, that's why growth is good. Like you don't want to focus on just currency. Like I, I haven't made money on it yet. I will, but well, no, I've made a little, but, um, what you want to do is you want to uh, grow. So you want to, you don't want to think like, okay, so I, I, I've sold, you know, let's just say 500. It's easier math. I think it, cause it's like four, 498 and I'm so psychotic that I would actually try and do that. Those numbers. So 500, let's say, uh, so I'm not, so you're now down to $250 and you're like, oh man, I shouldn't have bought that camera. Or I shouldn't have rented that venue. I could have done it somewhere for free that didn't look as good. No, that's you want to do quality stuff. And now you have a camera. Now you have a better special. And that money doesn't really matter right now. And long term, uh, that will just keep coming in month after month after month. Not that amount. Um, It ebbs and flows. But that's how you get consistent long term. Uh, That's how when, when people say you want your money to work for you, that's what it is. You know, and as a laborer myself, and I'm a very, very knowledgeable of the um, hourly wage world. If you're making, let's say, $20 an hour you, and you work 40 hours, it's 800 bucks, right? And, and if you think that way, that's cool, but that's all your hours. Now, let's say you make, you take that 800 bucks and you get 10% on it. That's 80 bucks. So now that money is making you money almost like it's an employee, and so if you keep doing that, you get the most valuable currency there is, and that's time. Time is, is gold times a billion. Time, health, family, you know? Money allows you time. And fame takes away from other currencies. Privacy is a huge currency. Uh, and when you're famous, you have no privacy. Which is why I never understood why Seth MacFarlane wanted his face to be everywhere. He won the lottery. He, he, he had family guy. He was very respected by comedians and by people. But no one saw his face. So that's why I never understood that. Because when you, like, like when you go out to dinner with someone like a Vince Vaughn, you have to literally plan where you go to dinner because of sight lines. And, like, do they have a back room? And that's not snobbery. It's because every person will stare at you the whole time. And one out of 10 people will just come up to you and touch you and want a picture with you. And it'll happen all night. So just imagine if that's your entire life, that you're in this golden prison. So when I talk about money, honestly, and the fallacies of fame, it's not because of some secret motive. And I think people that think that are actually projecting their own feelings. All right. So that that's a little intro that I wasn't planning. (laughs) All right, let's, uh, what's this first thing? Oh, so that's a little man. 
I've been reading Walter. So, a bear gave me this. It's uh, the Jesus Storybook Bible. It's awesome. I recommend people that to read this, even as adults or former Catholics like myself, or uh, people that just want to see what the story of the Bible is without all the art thous and without that. Sometimes the language of the Bible can sound a little uh, intense uh, and, and almost like someone's yelling at you. Uh, a good intro to some of these stories is that because you get the big picture characters and it's been really, really enjoyable. Uh, so the dude, I can't remember who, what bear gave that to me, but whoever did, I, I'm really, really appreciative of that. And so is Walter, because you start realizing how many stories are derivative of the Bible. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say all of them, <laughs> you know, it's like most buddy cop movies are actually just a comedic form of Cain and Abel. Um, pretty interesting stuff. Oh, a bear sent us those. I got a ton of packages piling up. The next beers with bears, which has to come soon because I've been a little intense lately. So you got to let off some steam with uh, beers with bears. Where at night I'll do a stream and we'll just uh, listen to tunes and jam and drink and laugh. And uh, they always get taken down because of copyright reasons because we just listen to tunes. But every now and then it's a good uh, good way to blow off steam. So someone sent, sent them uh, matching matching sweaters. I think that's really cool. So Columbus Day was yesterday, and I became obsessed because you know me. I become obsessed with things. Uh, well, my, my family in America dates back to 1710. That's when they first came. They came before America was even America. And these, um, these quote-unquote Native Americans came uh, from Siberia. They just came down thousands of years ago, some more recent, some later, you know. And so here's Cortez in uh, Montezuma, I believe, which obviously isn't Columbus. It's, you know, I think this was in the 1530 around. Columbus was a bit of a dipshit, but he's a, you know, and Leif Erikson was the first guy we can name that were here, but the Irish were here in like the fifth century, like briefly. It's a really good book on that. But uh, anyway, so this picture, it says, I knew diversity wasn't our strength, damn immigrants. That's one of the big ironies that I find hilarious about these uh, leftists is they they want us to have open borders and to let in any immigrant group uh, unvetted, but yet we're supposed to feel guilty because we were once the unvetted in, Im, immigrant group that took over this country. Uh, not exactly logically consistent, and I do know that that argument does nothing to change a leftist mind because they're about power acquisition. But it, it, it does help the people that are on the fence. I get people writing to me all the time about how they are having changes in their lives. And, and this whole episode today, the theme is going to be changed because there's political change. Uh, we're going to talk about the new climate change uh, study that was released by the New York Times today, I think. And just changes in life, you know, and, and that tragedy that, that happened to my, my buddy's brother. Um, just rapid changes, slow changes, all changes. So that's going to be the theme today. This kind of puts things in perspective. Here is the descendant of native people whose land was colonized by white Europeans. And you see someone winning um, a gold a gold medal at the Olympics, just smiling. She looks healthy, awesome. Uh, the descendants of Native people who were left alone to develop their own culture and technology. And you see just a uh, someone living in a grass hut with a giant lip. It looks like they were chewing Kodiak way too much. And of course, they're balancing a bull on their head for literally no reason. This whole fetishization of Native cultures is pretty lame. And I 
value some native cultures. Honestly, I do because I played box lacrosse my whole life. And I, John Matika, one of my best friends from uh, childhood, he came out in Atlanta. Some of you guys met him. Uh, he's a hundred percent native and, uh, and I was near the Iroquois and Mohawk reservations and we'd always go on the res and I played lacrosse in college too. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a very native American sport. So I was around natives all the time and there's some real value in some of their cultures. Some of their languages are, are beautiful in the way they see the world. Uh, some of their old languages, um, their ability to, to survive off the land is, is insane. And, and they're unbelievable athletes. However, they can't drink any alcohol without spiraling. Uh, but their endurance, their physical endurance is insane. And uh, I don't know. There's just a lot about their cultures that I do enjoy. But that being said, when, when the whites landed, they hadn't yet invented the wheel. Uh, a lot of them were cannibals. And this whole, like, dances with wolves, uh, everybody was at peace and harmony like it was the Garden of Eden. Total bullshit. You know, uh, Mel Gibson's Apocalypto shows that really well about just what they were doing human sacrifices. I mean, the Aztecs were the most advanced of any of the native tribes, and they were literally doing human sacrifices. I'm sure in thousands of years they will say that about us because of Planned Parenthood. And we'll be like, no, no, it's because Brittany wanted to party more. And they're going to be like, what? You killed 300,000 unborn children a year. Like, what are you talking about? The Aztecs were using a knife, so it, it, they couldn't. It, they they wait, waited till they were actually out of the woman. But that doesn't really make much of a difference. Okay, I wanted to talk about this as well. This is a major thing, just like money and just like fame. A lot of people don't understand the basic tenets of government. And it's, it's very easy to, to think it's a conspiracy, which it might be. Like, there's a, why do people want to keep you ignorant to money? Because they want to keep you thinking that it's the main goal in life. And that's how, they, that's how leftists manipulate people. Why do they want people to think that fame is um, something you want? It's because they want to dangle social approval in front of you to keep you compliant. If you realize the hellish world that Amy Schumer must live in, you would never care what they thought of you. You just wouldn't give a shit. That's one reason why I'm immune. And another thing they don't want you to know is how the government works. We're seeing now, like, major Democrats, like powerful in-power Democrats, are, are talking about how the Senate is somehow undemocratic and, un, you know, and unfair and all this shit. Like they're literally trying to disband what we are. And it's easy for people to not understand the difference between dem democracy versus republic. We're not a democracy, which is good. Democracies are terrifying. Okay, democracy versus a republic. In a democracy, the majority rules. If the majority decided they wanted your bike, they could take it. In a republic, your bike is your property and you do not owe it to anyone. It cannot be taken against your will by law. America is a constitutional republic. Therefore, the Constitution is the law by which we are supposed to be protected. In a republic, the individual is protected from the majority by constitutional law. A constitutional republic is what we were given. It is up uh, to us to keep it. Okay, this is a picture from the movie Lord of the Flies. That's a democracy. That's called mob rule. Mob rule is what a democracy is. We have democratic elections of our representatives. That, and that's why it's important to use social shame uh, and not to vote to, for people that let you down to, to incentivize them.
That's why it's important that you keep your own representatives in check, but you don't want that's why Joe and Joe Rogan's most recent special, it was so absurd when he talked about how there shouldn't be a uh, president and how, you know, our technology has advanced past all that. And these people don't understand what they're asking for. If you had the entire nation vote on everything, what would happen, which is what we're seeing, is the media, which is a leftist controlled, would use emotional tricks and emotional triggers to get people all fired up. And they would all vote against their own interests for the interests of a small group of people that control the media. That's what would happen over and over and over again. People could vote to kill you. There's no rights in a democracy. If, ever, if like people took a vote right now, and let's say only 10,000 people out of 400 million voted because it was like on a weird time and it was hard to vote and they, all this stuff. 6,000 people say you should die. You're dead. That's a democracy. A republic is not that. That's why I'm a Republican. Because people don't understand that. You don't want a, a, a pure democracy because that, like, and people will cite Greece and say, well, Greece had a pure democracy. 90% of Greece were slaves. There was 10% of Greece were the upper class nobility types, and they were the ones who voted. It was almost like the whole country was a republic because all the, like, all of us were slaves in Greece. We weren't citizens. We couldn't vote. We were just laborers owned by people. And yes, white people were slaves a lot. This notion that only black people were slaves is a way for people to not see it coming. For white idiots to think that um, because they're white, they're, they'll never be slaves or they never were slaves. That's a great way for someone to trick you into not understanding that they're trying to currently make you a slave. Pretty good stuff. Brett Weinstein uh, comes out swinging. How are you guys? You guys good? Long live the... Uh, a hurricane is looming off Florida panhandle. I'm looking forward to CNN going to those Emmys. Oh, yeah, yeah, the weather. Hilarious. Brett Weinstein. I was saying Weinstein. They were saying it was Weinstein. They're such fucking little weasels. When Brett was on Rogan, it could have been Eric. They said it was Weinstein instead of Steen. But that was blatantly because of uh, Harvey. And now they're all saying Weinstein. Bunch of fucking weasels. The intellectual, the intellectual douche weasels. IDW, intellectual douche weasels. For those of you being like, oh, you're turning on your own, Big Bear. No, I'm not. I'm using criticism and social shame to try and alter someone's behavior. I am not taking anyone's rights or calling for anything. Um, Brett Weinstein says a, a, quite a good discussion of some IDW that's uh, intellectual douche weasel. The intellectual dark web, which a bunch of fags. All right. Reaction to the Kavanaugh confirmation and pushback. Quote, unquote, warning contains nuance. You may be triggered. If you are, avoid social media for 24 hours. Comfort and herb tea are available free of charge at a local safe space. Uh, these people. Can't believe I once was like rooting for them. It's all right. See, that that's that's a mistake that I expect you to get past with me. I made a mistake. I said that you can trust uh, a guy like Brett Weinstein to give pushback of uh, from a liberal stance, and that's why you can come up with the best answer. No, these people are undercutting American, the American Republic, and they can go fuck themselves. 
Don't listen to a word out of their mouths. And that's, I'm asking you to do that out of consent, by the way. I'm not forcing anyone or condemning or fucking taking down. That's so stupid. This is uh, Charlie's reaction when I told him what Jordan Peterson has been up to. He, he hasn't been taking it very well. You know, he looked up to him almost as like a father figure. And uh, now he doesn't even want to clean his room. He's just throwing his toys everywhere. Uh, just, he's spiraling. He won't clean his room now. By the way, you're the one who cleans your room. It has nothing to do with Jordan Peterson. Everybody just needs a better dad. That's what, that's what it comes down to. We're just, the baby boomers sucked at, at being parents. And so now no one knows what money is or how the government works. And that's going to about to bring me to my next point from Venezuela. I get uh, letters from people from all over the world all the time, tons and tons and tons. And I get to be in people's lives. I get to be intimate with their thoughts and, and they get to give me perspectives of things all the time. And, and I get to navigate around um, mainstream media. I've developed enough skills to know what is a, a shill, like these bots, these little shill bots. I can spot them a mile away. Uh, they're, they're, it's, pretty, it's pretty easy at this point. But the good news is I get to just, all right, this guy wrote me this yesterday. He's going to be on the pod soon, by the way. Shit, man, since I started being a, more aware of the degradation of culture and comedy of the U.S., I see the signs everywhere. How everyone in mainstream Hollywood is trying to destroy comedy. The communist dictators did the same thing in my country. The resemblance is horrifying. You are doing what no one had the balls or the structure to do in Venezuela. We, are all, we were all a bunch of unprepared pussies. We lack so many values that I've come to learn late in life. From watching and listening to podcasts, the government and even our overall culture there told us on a daily basis to hate American values. Uh, it's all it's all a plan. It's all a plan. It's a takedown. And I'm going to keep getting tons of shit and tons of censorship and tons of that stuff. And people are going to say, oh, you're full of envy. You're full of anger. You're full. They're just listing the, the deadly sins because that's what they are. And they don't know how to view the world any other way. America's special. In, in Venezuela, they stopped taking, they stopped keeping track of the child starvation stats because they were getting so horrific. Then instead of the government figuring out how to get more food, they just made it illegal to report your child starved to death. Uh, I love my, my children, so I won't let that happen. And I'm using every tool I have and every talent I have to stop that. And my, one of my main talents is uh, speaking, speaking honestly. Uh, that odd combination of vulnerability and no fucks given that I have is, is valuable in this fight. Like I'm vulnerable. Like I, I listen to you guys. I feel a lot. I know like w when you guys say something, I take it to heart, but at the same time you can go fuck yourself. And that odd combination is very, very important for having a voice in 2018. That's uh, of any value. Because if I was too much one or the other, if I was just vulnerable and I just cared what you thought. I would end up like all these other comedians that are just on their knees sucking the devil's dick. But if I was too much on the other direction and no fucks given, you wouldn't know me. I wouldn't be doing this. I would just be out doing whatever I wanted. <laughs> all right. Sam Hyde's coming. Yeah. And uh, tomorrow is Fleckus. Austin. Fleckus talks. He's awesome. Look up some of his YouTube videos. He's a legend. Uh, I, got the, I got the day wrong. So sorry about that. But... I'm excited for him.
Oh, and I had, a, I had a nice email exchange with Vox Day. We were talking about uh, Susan Cooper, Susan Cooper books. Nice guy. I like that guy. I was wrong about him early on. It's so crazy how the Wizards can make you like really, really see someone the wrong way. Like he's not a white supremacist. He's not even Italian. I thought he was Italian. He's like a Native American. It's hysterical. It's crazy how people can just make you think something about someone that just isn't at all true. It's hilarious. All right. These are, these are great perspectives about uh, Peterson. Yeah, I'm driving this one home, guys, because uh, just like how the Jews tricked Shylock Holmes and so he became obsessed, there's a reason that's so funny is because there's an element of truth in it. Like the fact I was tricked by Peterson, like legitimately, I, I was almost worshiping him, uh, which is a, a personality fault in my, of mine. And I've, uh, I've, 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 I'm working on that. I can, someone was like, oh, you're now looking up to Lindsey Goldengram. I'm like, no, no, I'm not. I just think he's been hilarious and awesome lately. I'm, I didn't pay attention to politics back w- when people were like referencing stuff he's done in the past. I'm sure he's been a psycho in the past. I have no idea. I, I always thought politics were for fags. That's what I always thought. Politics are for fags. Big Bear, what do you think about this vote in the Senate? Politics are for fags. And then as soon as someone said you can't say fag, that's when I started paying attention to politics. And lately, Golden Graham has been great. And as soon as he isn't, fuck him. Because I'm not going to fall in love with strong men anymore like Joe Rogan and, and Jordan Peterson. Because that is uh, really weird and crazy. And I'm now seeing my own, uh, what I brought to that. Like, why it's my fault. Like, like Joe Rogan's a thumb. But he pulled, he like, he was good. His voice was good to me when I was in a very dark place. And I had this weird instinctive loyalty. And then the more I realized that I was listening to a, the thumb of a, of a human talking in a microphone, I just came to terms with it. All right, so this is, uh, oh, and I'm Sharon. I gave you shit for the Jordan Peterson thing on Instagram, but I wanted you to know I watched your stream from yesterday on the 8th, and it really opened my eyes. And I apologize for my comments. I recently saw, P- by the way, thank everyone who writes apologies. It's awesome. I do the same shit. I say shit that's completely wrong and mean because I don't see something. Um, I've been getting a decent amount of apology emails lately because a lot of good people that were just being loyal to the guy said some pretty crazy shit to me publicly. And so every one of you that's been apologizing, it's awesome. All right. Because, dude, that, that's the shit that's forgivable all the time. When people say, like, how do you judge a man for one statement? No, that's complete bullshit. I'm very forgiving. Because we've all, it, like, we've all, from a good place, done something really stupid. All right. So anyway, I recently saw Peterson early September in uh, Durham, North Carolina. My awesome man, Max. Hell yeah, Max. Got me tickets for my brother's, uh, for my birthday with VIP pass to meet him. It was around 300 bucks. When I met him in the VIP line, it wasn't the young adults like myself who were meeting him, but a bunch of rich, older adults drunk off wine. That's a funny way to put it. Looking all fancy. They, uh, I feel like you have a Southern accent just from how you're writing. Looking all fancy. They limited us to 30 seconds and wouldn't let us get any book signed, which is funny because I brought my two-year-old girl Juliana's sock for him to sign with a Sharpie, so I held it up for the pick. He was wearing a douchey but good-looking European-looking suit with a custom lobster print tie. He was very nice, but plain and mild-mannered. Reflecting on it, I didn't, see, I didn't sense strength. I sensed l- lethargy, uh, like he was being worked. 
I have a sneaking suspicion Dave Rubin is pimping him out. I wanted to put a ha-ha here, uh, but it's just so true. I didn't put it together at the time. I was so excited to meet him, so infatuated with it all. I was such a fangirl that I didn't see it for what it was until I watched your stream uh, and could see it differently. It reminded me of, a, of Kant's philosophy of the perception of reality, and thank you for expanding my perception. Anyway, I just want to apologize for getting on your case, and I really appreciate what you do. You and your fam are always in my prayers, and I always appreciate your jokes, streams, and most of your unforgiving realness. Peace, Sharon. Thank you, Sharon. And, uh, yeah, I think there is an element of that where Peterson is just being pimped. And here's the thing. Is there a possible redemption for Peterson? Of course. All human beings have redemptive abilities. You're doing them no service by saying, maybe he's testing us. The, the way I'm doing it is the only way that could possibly help that fucker is like just being like, no, no, bad. What you're doing is bad. And I'll obsess about it to thousands of people until you stop. That's the only way he has a prayer of being like, hey, Dave Rubin, how about you fucking stop like pimping me out to everybody and stop making me wear lobster ties. It's like it was one good point he had about lobsters. You can tell he hates it. He hates talking about lobsters. He thinks it's ridiculous. You can see it in his eyes. He's like dying. But yet he does it. This one was hilarious. This was a, a comment on a video yesterday. I'm one of those idiots who paid nearly $500 to see him in Jacksonville with my woman because I was that big of a fan. By the way, that's way too expensive. Way, 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 way. If I ever charge more than 20 bucks, don't go. I would be disappointed in my, in, except for inflation. Keep in mind inflation. Like if we become Venezuela and I have to charge $400,000 because that's how much it costs to get a few loaves of bread, uh, that's going to be the deal. But unless my audience was all just rich gay guys, I can't imagine charging that. Rich gay guys, they don't care though. They'll just give you whatever. They're so rich and they just don't give a shit. That's why like Cher charges like two grand because her whole audience is like, oh my God, I'm worth a billion dollars because I'm gay as shit and I don't have any offspring. Here you go, Cher. Someone kill me. All right. The whole thing felt off somehow. And this was a couple weeks ago before he made the comment. His talk was a recycled jaunt through his entry level material. The photo session was so uh, full, you couldn't even say two words to him. And the private Q&A afterwards was somewhat interesting, even though he completely ignored the setup of one girl's question and ended up recommending her a book that she just said she had just uh, done a presentation on. But the worst part was meeting him and shaking his hand. This part's hysterical. This is how my brother talks. I'm a firm believer that solid life experience, uh, from solid life experience that a man's handshake will tell you a lot about him. This is almost right out of my brother's mouth. His grip was weak and his skin extremely soft, very feminine. And the look he gave me when he saw me next, uh, next in line to meet me was odd. I'm a pretty well-built guy, uh, muscular and masculine. And the initial look in his eye when I stepped up was something almost fearful, like running into a bully. It only lasted a second before he composed himself. <laughs> it's still my brother. Uh, but even in the picture, he's leaning more towards my fiance as if to get away from me as possible. I still don't quite know what to make of that. Uh, but my general sense from him was extreme fear. I watched him interact with others since I was one of the first in line, and he always gravitated towards the women, younger people, and other soft, groomed men. 
Again, not sure what to make of all that, but it certainly rubbed me the wrong way, and I've had an odd feeling about him since. This whole tweet thing just sent a bullet through it all. Don't get me wrong. There's been a million people that have probably misinterpreted me. There's no way you can judge someone based on, like, little tiny interactions. I once saw someone give a review that said I was the biggest person with a Napoleon complex they'd ever met, that I stole someone's shades, told someone to fuck off, and then ordered drinks for the whole bar. All true, but that was totally not, like, they got me wrong with it. Like, someone was being a dick and wouldn't take off their shades, and I was laughing. And I was like, take off your shades, and they are like, no. And I'm like, take them off. And then finally, I just took the shades, and I was wearing the shades to show them what it looked like to be a douche inside with shades at night. And then uh, someone said I was being mean. This is like 10 years ago. Someone was like, you're a dick. I was like, fuck you. And then I was like, drinks for everybody. Fresh horses for my men. And this person perceived it like I was this insecure, like, uh, pompous guy. But in reality, I was just being hilarious. Uh, so that can always happen. But the way he described that is so telling because he's not saying it like oh he's because he, people have said i'm like i'm after women and stuff when there's zero of that at all anyone who's been to my shows know that's complete horseshit it's because they'll project in their mind where they're like oh I, you know but this dude's criticism seemed pretty dead on when it's like he has soft feminine hands and he had looks of fear um is there a redemption for jordan peterson i sure hope so I sure hope so. Because the thing about him that makes me sad about this whole thing, and for people thinking I'm going too deep into it, I go deep into everything. It's just because you care. Because you're being a pussy. I'll do this about so many topics. I'll do this about the Pink Floyd's album. I, this is what I do. I deep dive. Deep dive bear. Uh, so anyway, the thing that, all, that makes me feel a little choked up when I like mock him intensely, like I'm almost hitting a puppy. Like I, I, I know I'm not. 90% of it is like dead on, fuck him, this power-hungry dick trying to take down America's Republic. But 10% of it is, is remembering him talking about his family. That's the one thing I think was very pure and very uh, good in him. We talked about the joy of seeing his uh, children when they were young. Uh, that makes me sad that I'm, that I'm saying these things about a man that is capable of those feelings. But it's for his own good and it's for everyone else's own good. Uh, the, the ability to separate the ideas from a human being is very, it's a, it's an important skill that people acquire that I had to acquire myself. I'm not letting myself off the hook of this. This is just a perfect example of many that we will just continuous, continually see. One of the reasons I'm hammering this home as well is like, listen to that Venezuela dude, the left, the socialists, the Fabians, they use celebrities. It's in Saul Linsky's handbook. It's one of the 12 rules to taking over society. I wonder if Peterson was being ironic with that or like trying to be a dick with the 12. But uh, is, is the use of celebrity. You know, it's the cult of personality is how you sway people towards the dark side. And so that's happened to me a million times. I've been friends with some giant movie stars who have become insufferable assholes. And, uh, but I was so like into them as people and, and just how, oh, thanks love. Thank you, baby. Cheers. Hi, Charlie. Hey, how's your Charlie? How's your chocolate factory? I wonder if he's going to get that. All right. Is separating the ideas from the person is a skill you have to acquire? 
to not go down that Venezuela road. Or else you're going to take, like, look at what happened with Kanye West and Taylor Swift. You know, I can't remember, was it eight years ago when he goes on stage and takes her award and everyone freaked out. And Jay-Z was, like, loving him. And, and uh, Taylor was, like, so white and so, like, privileged. And I, uh, um, they've switched. So now Taylor Swift, Swift is, like, this Democrat, ne- like, uh, neoliberal, being like, oh, my God. Black people have it so bad. And, and, and Kanye is like, I like Trump. <laughs> so it's important that you don't associate your knowledge source from a person. Like you, you see the ideas and you develop your own ability of doing it yourself. Because we're about to talk about climate change in a second, which is, it's getting wild. All right. This is hilarious. This is The Onion. FBI uncovers Al-Qaeda's plot to just sit back and enjoy the collapse of the United States. <laughs> That's wicked funny. All right. I already did that one. What we got here? Oh, that was, that was all of them. So this climate change thing, I wrote down some things I wanted to talk about. My old man. Man, that song... Song kills me. Oh man, just wow! Someone just sent me a cool meme of of what I'm saying right now. That's so trippy. All right, where's my notes? Uh, oh, so Nikki Haley just left the UN, and uh, I have a sneaking suspicion. I could be wrong. I've only been recently following politics just because they won't let me say words anymore. I think Golden Graham might become the UN guy, which would be perfect for the Golden Graham. Because uh, he gets to just say funny shit all the time. Yeah. All right. So, oh, hang on. Debt transference. Okay. So the climate change thing came out, and there's been almost no global warming at all in the, in the predicted models. Because the way the UN does it is every they do uh, ten year periods. Like in ten years, this 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 will happen. None of it happened. Zero, maybe a little tiny bit, but very little. It's just like they said by 2018 we'd be eating our own dicks pretty much. And so the way they framed it in the New York Times is that because nothing's happening, it means it's it's so much worse than we even thought. And this is why you have to develop your own critical thinking skills because the people that look to Jordan Peterson for answers are the, have the same problem as the people looking at the New York Times for news. Right now, the New York Times is lying to you. And you would know that if you have your own uh, way of decoding language and information. But if you just feel like that sounds weird, but you're like, ah, but it's the New York Times, uh, you're going to be tricked into something pretty bad. It's obvious at this point that the reason that people are pushing climate change is to end capitalism. That's the goal. Because what they're proposing right now, I'm not, this isn't a joke, is um, $27,000 tax on a ton of carbon. All right, so that will help uh, transform the world economy so that we no longer are bringing in this fake apocalypse. Do you understand what that translates to? The 10 gallons of gas would have a $400 tax. So if you put $10 of gas in your car, there'd be a $400 tax. 
All it is is they're trying to uh, they're trying to just expand government central power because they're also against nuclear power. There's one reason why I'm immune to the climate change hoax, and it's a hoax. It's a hoax. I got oh, and my new special Persona Non Grata available at hugepianist.com. I do a whole bit about conspiracies about when I was a kid, what people said, and then what really happened. And so the older you get, the less likely you are at understanding that everyone's lying. Um, that's why the Democrats are always focused on, on young people. They always want like, fi- they want like 12 year olds to vote. They've actually tried to push that because kids are idiots. There's a, there's a purity to kids. There's a, uh, a, a, I think children are closer to God in my humble opinion, but uh, they're idiots. They don't know anything about the world and they're the easiest to trick. Like I could get my son to do anything for gummy bears. Like they're just, they, it's just, they're easy to trick. So, uh, like when I was a kid, they said, they said that, uh, it was global cooling, not warming. And for that reason, you also had to give all your money to the government. And, uh, because it was going to become a snowball, get, get yourself a parka because the end is near. So because of that, you know, centralize, uh, power to the government. And now it's, Oh, and then they also said, uh, I was like, so how do I be healthy? What should I eat? And they're like, according to science, the great science in the sky, the Surgeon General, science from on high, has come down and told us and proven exactly what you should eat. And this is the food pyramid. Young boy, you should eat mostly bread. Make sure it's bleached and bromated because bleached bread is healthy bread. And bromate it and uh, enrich it. And then eat some veggies and fruits in equal proportions and almost no meat or butter or fat. Uh, And then I was like, how do I be a man? And they're like, well, look no further than an American male hero, Olympic champion Bruce Jenner. As you eat your Wheaties full of bread and milk, which is what you should eat. Right on the box, you will see a great man named Bruce Jenner. I grow up, and it turns out uh, the earth's getting warmer, bread is poison, and Bruce Jenner's a chick. So I'm, you know, none of that's true, but I have seen a frog sucking a dick for honey smacks. That's the joke. So if you like that joke, you'll like most of the jokes in the special, hugepianist.com, persona non grata, because that's what, they tried to make me the non-invited man. If you don't have 10 bucks, that's cool too. Because as soon as our, our precious, precious, sweet Coddington bear finishes the West Palm show, I will be putting it up on YouTube for free and he better move his ass because I never know when I'm going to be banned from YouTube. And I'd like to get it out so that other people can pirate it and spread it like a beautiful dandelion before the damn commies fucking take me down. Okay. So anyway, I'm from Oswego, New York with three nuclear power plants. And I witnessed government regulation take away the greenest energy there is. I'm all for fracking. I'm into it. Energy independence from the Middle East. Fuck it. Um, but nuclear power is clean as a whistle. We used to just watch smoke just go just bellow and uh and it was all just water vapor the way nuclear power works is they take uh, these isotope 
bars, these, uh, I don't know if it's uranium. I think it's uranium. Plutonium's for weapons, right? Uranium-238 or something like that. And the way that works is the, the number is the number of nucle- uh, neutrons. Because the protons and the electrons have to balance each other's number. That's what, when it becomes a non-volatile thing. But the neutrons, if they have a weird number, there's something called uh, there's a decay, and that causes heat. That's what makes something radioactive is uh, the neutrons. So, so when they say like uranium 238, that means that there's 238 neutrons. I'm, I'm definitely getting the numbers wrong, but let's say there's 235 protons. So there's an une- there, there's a weird balance in there. And, and because of that, uh, there's a decay that creates energy. And, and, and so that that energy boils water, that steam turns giant turbines. And so there's no fossil fuel being burnt at all. And so then the, uh, the waste is uh, the, the rods, the fuel rods that no longer are hot enough to heat the water. So they put them in a little cube and they put them in cement and they're really not that dangerous at all. Like just being honest, actually there's some patents where they want to take that shit and make it so that they, uh, they become almost like batteries for like farms. Cause as long as you're not super close to them, it's not a big deal. Uh, but the government shut it down. I'm not even pro nuclear power because I know that it's like impossible now because of regulations, which, you know, if you built like, if you build it in like a hurricane or like a tsunami zone, like in Japan, where there's constant earthquakes and tsunamis, that's a pretty bad call. I think it's a bad call to build the nuclear plants in Oswego because it's right next to all that fresh water. But here's the thing though: we used to swim near the plants because it was warmer. Cause they'd let out the water and it'd be real warm and we'd swim there. Maybe that's why I'm six, seven. Motherfucking nature bear, 92 protons, 142 neutrons. Yeah. I, uh, I knew I was off on the, on the numbers. Kind of like how I am with the Bible. I'm off on all the words, but I get the, I get the ideas really well. Cooling ponds. Yeah. Cooling ponds. All I'm saying is that they really thought that global warming was upon us. They wouldn't be shutting down nuclear. They're like, it's all about solar and wind. That's only because they have all the patents, all their buddies. It's all such a fucking scam. They want to take down America's economy with no evidence at all. And people, when they become cult of personalities with the, with the New York Times, it's the same problem with Peterson. That's why I do such volatile takedowns because uh, I, know the, the, I know what can happen if you don't. Like John Lennon was paving the way for communism. So here's a clip from my special Feed the Bear, which you can get at hugepianist.com. It was shot in Birmingham, England, a little over a year ago. Uh, yeah. So like John Lennon, for example, pulled a Peterson where he got a bunch of people to follow him. And then he was secretly just filling them with shit. All right. Yeah, Beatles are great. John Lennon moved to America and we promised we weren't going to shoot him. Bear in mind, this is in England. So all you American pussies that think like, oh, don't do that joke, Big Bear. Too soon, too soon. I'm doing it in England. And they're laughing, you fucking pussies. Yeah, Beatles are great. John Lennon moved to America and we promised we weren't going to shoot him. <laughs> you know, he's, he's a wonderful man. And he's a brilliant man. And he was moving to New York City. And we all promised. We're like, we will not shoot this guy. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, we ended up shooting him in the head and he died. <laughs> we're, we're really sorry. 
you know? Um, but the more I think about John Lennon, I love a lot of his songs, like Mother is a great song, and uh, Jealous Guy, great song. Uh, but his biggest song that I've, I've watched on tape a quarter million people weep to publicly is called Imagine. And the older I get, and the more I pay taxes and whatnot, uh, the more I rethink the lyrics of Imagine, and uh, this is me responding to Imagine from the audience as an adult. <laughs> Imagine there's no heaven. Then where's my grandma? <laughs> it's easy if you try. Why would I do that to her? No hell below us. Then why don't I steal everything? Above us, only sky. But what about La Luna? Imagine all the people. I can only imagine like 200 things at a time. Sharing all the world. Great, can I have that white grand piano that you shot the music video with and I'll give you my toy piano? You first, you rich bitch. You may say I'm a dreamer. No, my dad says communist. But I'm not the only one. I hope someday you will join us. No way, I got Manchester guns. <laughs> And the world will live as one Only if everyone's dead but you Imagine there's no countries Then why'd you move to America and not Nigeria if it doesn't matter? Imagine no possessions. I don't have to imagine. I'm an actual poor person, you billionaire cunt. <laughs> Nothing to kill or die for. I'm starting to think of a reason. And then, fortunately, someone took him out. Oh, I'm sorry. We're, we feel really bad about that. It was not. It was not. It was not a good thing. We're still. We feel bad about shooting that little red commie. I like Oasis more, man. Oasis is way better. Manchester. They're like an honest Beatles. <laughs> Made a meal and shoe. No, I threw it up on Sunday. That's so honest. <laughs> Made a meal and threw it up on Sunday. I've got a lot of things to learn. Humble, honest. Imagine I'm not a fucking liar. Fuck you! Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. I got carried away. He was not, he was not a good man who killed John Lennon. John Lennon was a, a beautiful person and also probably trying to spread something called an ideological contagion. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Am I? You guys don't even know. All right, so that was a good time. I just realized that I, I was improv during a taping.
I'm I'm literally insane. I I just I was just watching that. I I wasn't planning at all on playing that uh that Oasis song. Like I was improving during a taping. That's unheard of. <laughs> like and and in the same special, I should release the full one. The full one was like two hours. I started giving England shit for uh for that one pedophile who had the kids show. I can't remember his name, but I kept giving them, I kept hammering at him. That's what I was referencing with Manchester guns. Cause someone was like talking shit from the balcony. And I'm like, what are you going to do? You don't have any guns. He's like, well, in Manchester, I'm like, Manchester guns don't exist. And, um, I think the full, the full special you guys would really enjoy. Cause I, I do it for the sake of you guys. It's not cause I don't like the full thing. It's that, uh, I want to keep, you know, for your, that's why we have Owen Benjamin clips. So that you guys can watch a, a just shorter stuff from here. Because I know that, you know, some people don't have two hours a day like me. But a lot of people do. A lot of people are moms or a lot of people are driving. A lot of people do a job where they can just listen, uh, work out, you know, all kinds of stuff. You know, a lot of people are so alienated by uh, the liars in their immediate vicinity that they like listening to podcasts like myself. Uh, oh, and, uh, follow me on Twitter at Owen comedy. We're over 10 K because I've never been able to log in or tweet. It's someone I trust very, very much. So that's a good way to follow me and see what I'm up to, uh, without me being banned. Uh, and at Owen Ben jam on uh, Instagram. Let's check out some paypal.me slash feed the bear. If you want to feed that bear, no need though. Uh, but it's a good way to get your message right in here. And I'll read it and we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll just talk. We'll hang out. Oh, I finished the uh, the chicken coop. You can see the roof. You see the roof on it? I think I, I put the roof the wrong direction because there's a slight, there's a little bit of a slope the other way in the property. Amy, with her fucking engineering background, pointed it out. Well, whoop de doo. I'm not redoing it. All right. This is from. Man, what day is today? The 8th or the 9th? Hmm. Okay, this is from Zach. Big Bear, can I be verified as Moto Bear? Like motocross. Yes, welcome, Moto Bear. I don't get to watch the live streams often because of work, but you do watch, but I do watch most after the fact. Your honesty and self-checks are awesome and provide a great example to all. I try to be the same way in life. Being honest about yourself is the only way to be honest at all. People will see through the bullshit eventually if you lie to yourself. Keep up the good work. Uh, I hope to send more honey in the future, but trying to build true wealth and get some rental properties. Thanks. Zach, you sound like a great young man, buddy. Appreciate you. This is from Danny. Uh, this is long. It's about jazz. I'm going to have to uh, dive into this one after, buddy. That's, uh, that seems very intense, but I'm, I'm excited to read it. This is from Maddie. Maddie B. Uh, hey, Benjamin, <clears throat> Matt, living in Tokyo from BC, sending some salmon. People are dropping off. This is so true. People are dropping off logic like Europeans writhing to death during the plague. Dude, it's real. So when people say shit like that to me, like, uh, wow, you seem to be going after everyone lately. Yeah, because like tons of people in my social circle and entertainment are becoming fucking shill assholes. Tell me I'm wrong. Like, like this vague shit, like someone in the chat just goes, you are nuclear power illiterate. I don't know if they're paid shills. Cause I know that there's been a, 
uh, recent release of bots again, or they're just dipshits. If I'm wrong, say why. It, there's no no benefit at all because the reason they do it is rhetorical persuasion. Uh, they're trying to get a group of people to just start doubting the speaker. That's all it is. If you actually had a point, you'd make the fucking point. Like one dude in the chat made a great point that nuclear ponds are uh, are uh, dangerous. True. It's a good point. But like when you're talking about a, 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 that area of land versus what they're telling us is coasts disappearing, uh, not a big deal. If, if, if global warming was real, banks wouldn't give 40-year mortgage loans on the coast because they have like in the real world with money and stuff without more without you know just constant emotional triggers you, you no one would be able to get a loan in miami like who would back that loan um so that's the difference like that one dude made a point i could go back and forth with them because that's what adults do they make a point another person said so you're saying fukushima isn't a big deal um no, I, I prefaced it by saying don't build a nuclear power plant in a earthquake-prone tsunami area. That's I was referring to Fukushima, obviously. But Fukushima, compared to what the New York Times is describing as our near-future apocalypse, it's not a big deal at all. Zero. If what they say global warming really is, which it clearly is not, which would be the rising of waters, you know, Manhattan's underwater, Miami, Bangladesh is displaced, all that... It would make Fukushima look like a stubbed toe. Of course it's nothing. So I'm always curious if these are real people talking shit or shills. Uh, paid shills. Oh, dude, I've been digging that sticks a hammer guy. He uh, had a video about shills recently that I really enjoyed. I've also been enjoying Maonu's live stream. Oh, that's a perfect example. Maonu had a different take on Peterson. And if someone's like, oh, do you disavow Malanu? Of course not. That's called a different opinion. It's the whole point. He's like, what he said was obviously insane. He didn't use that hyperbole, though, because he's very, you know, very measured, Malanu. But he was like, you know, he brings a lot of good stuff. And, you know, you can't judge someone by one statement and all that. I completely disagree. But I still love and respect Malanu. He's still my friend. That's when you can have disagreements. Like, that's when you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Jordan Peterson is a fraud. I know it. I think more people know it than they want to admit, but they just think he's doing an overall good by like telling young men to clean their room. That can be replaced by a sign. Clean your room. Okay. All right. <clears throat> it happened to Joe Rogan. It's happening to Jordan Peterson. Why? Because they are climbing corrupt hierarchies. Such a good point. And good for them. Good luck in hell. IDW, enjoy the cash. Important soy terminology. One, the soy, th soythems, people who have fallen to soy. That's a good one. Two, the soythming, the current process of the soy on the populace, like the nothing. He's breathing soy, the first indication of soythem. Uh, this is hilarious, by the way. I know I'm not laughing, that's because I'm just enjoying. That's kind of, I'm odd like that sometimes. Ironically, there are a few soythems in Japan. It is only a topic between foreigners or of people studying in English universities. The pronoun issue has puckered up like a rock and a shoe in some universities in Japan, but has yet to reach the rest of society. The Japanese have their own term for the trans. They call them new hall. Perhaps with new, oh, new half? Hang on. New half. 
Perhaps with new half in place, the Japanese have circumvented trance. But who can tell? Because no one really understands the Japanese. Matt, uh, www.matthewpmbigelow.com. Since you said your uh, website, I figured I'd give it a plug. What, what a great point. I like that guy. False hierarchies. You see what I mean? Peterson brought us some unbelievable knowledge. And you can still use that. Like you can, the, the dominance hierarchy they're climbing, it means they'll only get worse. Someone said that to me in a comment. And I know some people say, don't read your comments. They only make you crazy. That's not true at all. 90% of them are either uh, encouraging, helpful. You guys give me uh, new information. You show me things that I may not have seen. I'm pretty good at spotting out chills and like just nonsense people. Um, but the, some of the ones I, I get a look into like what would potentially be a backlash point or like an alternative point that I disagree with. And that's why I read them. I read almost all the comments. Um, and I think it's really helped my intellectual and spiritual growth. Like, honestly, well, cause you guys know more than a lot of these intellectual douche weasels. I don't answer any number. I don't know, by the way, just FYI. Uh, the fuck was I talking about? Oh yeah. Someone was saying that I, I've been calling out too many people and I'm like, the, or you're, you're going to apologize about Peterson. Like you did Rogan. Uh, no, I, I still stand by my apology about Rogan. Cause I went too far and I was apologizing for my own behavior, not his. He, he is going, he's breathing soy. He is on a false uh, dominance hierarchy and so are the other call-outs. And with time, it only gets worse. That's one reason why I don't mind jumping the gun a little bit. Because so far, there hasn't been a single call-out I've done where, where people reveal themselves to actually be, like, totally cool. Uh, not one. You know, I've jumped the gun and been a little too angry. But, which is why I, uh, I apologized. Because I was starting to become a dick. But there isn't a, you can't name one person. I said, I go, name one person I've criticized that hasn't revealed themselves to be a douche. <laughs> Jap is a made up word. They're really nips. Who doesn't love nips? Yeah, nippon. Nippon. Rogan used to be cool. Dude, he was the coolest. Peterson was the coolest. Rogan was fucking awesome. I love that dude. Henrik. Hey, Owen, I could find this link only through Facebook. Yahoo and Google Apps Mobile didn't show this in their results. And I looked for pretty long. Yeah, I'm, I'm shadow banned everywhere, but it's fine. That, that will not stop us. Uh, and I looked uh, in one of your recent podcasts. I tried to find it, but there is a few new ones already. You said something about the gay purple dude who kicked a girl in the pro-life protest, which I think was really shady. Something according to, you see this guy in the street, you know what to do. Honestly, I was a little scared by this. I'm not trying to be a prick, but that was really messed up. No, it isn't. I can explain that in a second. Uh, there are mental cases out there who are probably just looking for an excuse to hurt someone. You have gathered a lot of following, and I think that comes with some responsibility. I agree. I'm about to explain. Don't empower an angry mob. I know. I'm not. I'm actually dissipating an angry mob. Uh, I love your podcast, but this was not a good statement to make. And I know you tried to cover it by saying I meant talking to him or whatever. Dude, if that's what you meant, then why didn't you say it first? If you see this guy in the street, just go talk to him. Which, by the way, would 
I have a floater in my eye. Sorry, I can't read right now. Come on, move, you fucking lazy floater. Why would anyone talk to this guy? I don't want to have nothing to do with him as well, as should no one. He already had what was coming. I know you feel protective of the community, but you're better than this. I hate when people say you're better than this. It's so condescending. There is some blood on your hands if this guy gets stabbed in the street. No, there isn't. Control that anger. Best regards, Henrik Abelheim. Interesting. Okay. This is the way our government works. This is the way uh, uh, rule of law works. If someone attacks a woman and nothing happens, a mob will form and do something about it, whether it's talking, whether it's chasing, whether it's intimidating, whether it's threatening, whether it's throwing things, whether it's a vicious beating, whether it's mob vigilantism. Who knows? That's the whole point. So the fact this guy wasn't arrested, the cops did nothing, and the entire world watched him kick a girl. If someone's going to actually do something unwise, like physically harm this guy on the street, I have nothing to do with that. When I say you know what to do, it's, it's confront the guy. Who knows? My point was this. It's justified at that point. You can't. What, what's scarier than what this guy is talking about is a world in which someone can kick women to the ground publicly on tape in front of millions of people and nothing happens to the guy. That is way worse than what I'm saying. My audience, there might be a couple psychos out there. I'm sure there are. Some people have told me that they would uh, kill people for me, which I've told them not to do that. Uh, but the point I was making was still in the light. And I totally understand where you're coming from, Henrik. I, uh, empowering the mob is exactly what nobody should do. What I was doing was showing that a mob will form of good people. Listen, if right now, and this happened to me, one of my friends was gang raped in LA and the cops did nothing. And they knew right where they lived because it was a political thing. It was because, uh, they were, uh, let's just say a, a group that didn't want that the political structure didn't want uh, news of a gang rape around. Let's just say they required witnesses for pro- prosecution. Anyway, uh, when there is unserved justice and you have a monopoly of power with the government, the government has a monopoly of power, which is good. It eliminates tribalism. Uh, so if one group has the power and they are do and, and, and they aren't too corrupt, it lowers the overall crime stats. But if that group's like what we're seeing in England right now, if the, if the police or the military, whatever, no longer protects its own citizens, you will get vigilante justice. And it is understandable. And that's the point. That's why the government uh, needs to prosecute blatantly illegal, vicious acts. That dude did get arrested. I posted, thank God he's arrested. Uh, Now no one has to do anything. Because the beating of a woman that doesn't have repercussions is a society that no one should live in. If a woman is beaten uh, on the street, for being at an anti-abortion rally by a man for no reason uh, and kicked to the ground and nothing happens, people have a right to, to do something to that guy. And the fact that, we, that that's outside of rule of law is scary because you have to predetermine what someone deserves. That way you don't overdo it and you don't have this mob that breaks out. There used to literally be lynch mobs not that long ago. There still is in tons of countries of the world that John Lennon didn't move to. So you don't want that. 
That was the point I was making. If you see this guy, scare him. Like, I wanted people to feel what that world could potentially feel like. Where it's like, if these people aren't prosecuted, if, these, if there is no justice for someone beating a woman in public, if I said, stand down, don't say anything, don't do anything, pretend like this guy's fine, what world is that? That opens the door to monsters, monsters, monsters. If there's no prosecution of rape, what would that look like? And so, uh, vigilantism is a valid response in a world with no rule of law. And that's just the truth. And if you look in your heart, because I knew I, uh, Bison Bear, that's Bison Bear's sister. So I have a two degrees away from that woman kicked to the ground. So I even felt a communal responsibility where something had to be done. I don't know what that thing is. That's the problem with mobs. That's why people have to be uh, corrected. And overall, if you're looking at gross violence, net violence, if nothing happens to people who do that, because before there was this giant government, before um, there was the welfare state and the military industrial complex and all that, like when people were just living in small communities, if someone did that, they just, something happened to that guy and the local men would just get together and do that. That happened in Ireland. I have a buddy in Ireland that said when uh, some of these pedophile priests, when they were revealed, no one ever saw him again. Like the men of the town took him to the mountains and, and they were gone and no one talked about it. That happens a lot more than people want to under, uh, admit that like when you have someone who fucks your kids and, and nothing happens to them. The men, the alpha males of that community will, will vanish that guy. I, I'm very anti-pedophile and that scares me a little because there's no due process. An accusation is not guilt. We just saw that with Kavanaugh. That's why when people in the past have been like, you said that you, you, don't, you would kill pedophiles, but there's no due, due process. I'm like, when I say pedophiles, that means they are one. It doesn't mean accused. If someone just says someone's a pedophile and starts a lynch mob, that's horrifying. There's a decent chance that person is not guilty. I'm talking about the ritualistic torture and rape of children over decades and no one does shit. That dude, they'll disappear and that's it. So that's the whole thing. And uh, the reason that I like rule of law and due process is because evil people will manipulate that good alpha male response and they'll accuse people of rape or they'll accuse people of pedophilia that aren't guilty and they'll have all these good men that are going off emotion to just string someone up that guy on tape kicked a woman to the ground what i said henrik was not wrong on tape there's no you can't argue that that was a false accusation if judge kavanaugh was groping and holding the mouth of a woman on tape fuck him of course, he shouldn't be on the, but that wasn't the case. If someone just said someone did that 36 years ago or some shit, of course I wouldn't say, if you see him on the street, you know what to do. He's on tape beating a woman, you fuck. Man, that's disappointing. I get your point though. I get your point. You're half right. You're half right. You don't want to uh, encourage a mob but I don't think you understood the other mob. I don't think you understood what a world looks like where people can beat on women and nothing happens. And if the government isn't gonna protect you for political reasons, uh, you gotta do it yourself.
And that's just a fact. You have to protect women and children at all costs. But the concept of no due process, I find incredibly terrifying. I was once accused of a crime I didn't commit. I was working at a uh, a uh, uh, mini mart thing, and they said that I stole a bunch of lotto tickets that I didn't steal. And uh, there's nothing I could say or do to make them not know that that wasn't true. It was it was really scary. I remember that feeling, and it was a former cop who owned it. And I found out later that he just said that to uh, everybody who worked there, trying to get someone to break. But uh, just just that, like knowing what that feels like, is intense. You know, where where it's just like I know you did it. I have you on camera, and I'm like, how the fuck is that possible? It's not real. And the more forceful he was, the more I started almost thinking it was real. And it was a big life changing event for me, where I started thinking like. Because before that, I never even thought about forced confessions or something. If someone confessed, I was like, oh, they're definitely guilty. And then when you see like 10, 20-hour interrogations with um, threats, especially threats of going to jail, you know, someone might cop a plea so they don't um, have to uh, do 30 years, they'll do like two. You know, you start negotiating, then people are like, oh, then he's definitely guilty. It's like, no, he might have been terrified. He might have thought like, What's the most amount of time I can spend with my kid, you know, and that, um, and of course I didn't steal the lotto tickets. That was insane. I'd never even played a lotto ticket and they did eventually find out who it was and it was a relative of the family and, uh, the shop closed down. All right, Jesse, I bought, uh, I bought, oh, it was a fat girl too. who stole it all. Big old fat, fat chick. I bought Persona Not Gratis, so there's your eight bucks, Jew. I'm sure uh, we will enjoy it. Throw a pittance of this to your sweet, sweet prince. <laughs> Coddington Bear for all your shit. LOL. Thanks for the daily yucks. By the way, you still got to come get your bike. That's hysterical. Thank you so much, Jesse. That was very nice of you, buddy. And uh, enjoy, enjoy the special. Uh, buck the system. Hey, Owen, my wife and I just discovered you. In the two months or so, and have become big fans. I'm a staunch anarcho-capitalist libertarian, so I disagree with you on a few things politically. No, I, some of my favorite people in the entire world are ANCAP libertarians. Because the, your, your whole uh, non-aggression principle and how you see the world through uh, voluntarism and consent is how you should see the world. The only thing that I have a hard time with is the macro, principle, the macro concepts of uh, I can't picture a world without a government without a monopoly of force. I, I just can't do it. I've had this talk with, uh, with Malinu and Dave Smith about it. I'm, I'm all about your principles in life, and I live my life that way. And I think it's horrifying what the government is capable of doing, of putting people in cages for having like weed on them or not paying a tax that, that goes to Planned Parenthood and shit like that. But at the same time, um, I can't wrap my head around it. Like I'm just always suspicious of any utopian idea Rather, because I'm right wing and apparently I'm far right. I didn't know that, but people tell me that. So now I'm kind of embracing it. Sweet. Um, but I, which is small government, constitutional government, you know, republic, small. And I totally understand the Molyneux argument that, and Dave Smith, where it's like every time there's a tiny government, it just expands like cancer. But I just, I'm, I'm always suspicious of utopia. I'm always suspicious of like, 
if only there was no government. But I, listen, all right, I, then I'll, re, I'll finish here. I'm just working through an idea, uh, which is what Peterson was doing, except the premise wasn't horrifying. <laughs> uh, his, his was horrifying. Um, I, I totally understand the argument where it's like, you can't picture a world without slavery. What would come from a non-coercive world would be good. I get that. But I just, since it's never happened, I think it might be my conservative DNA, but I need models. I need to have, I need to see it in the past or I need to see it on these scales to work or else I just have a natural suspicion. Uh, Cause it's never happened to my knowledge. And, and it's almost like the good hearted version of socialism where it's like, Socialism is based, it's an inverted triangle where it's like, it's, it's based completely in evil, you know, envy, lust, greed, sloth, all that stuff. And ANCAP is based in good, where it's like, the harder you work, the privacy, you know, right to do this, everything is um, uh, consent, it's the opposite of rape. Awesome. Love it. Love every principle. But I just, I've never seen it. And I'm, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm uh, naive or maybe I'm, um, too limited in my thinking, but I can't, I can't see it. Like the libertarians, I, I occasionally will think I'm a libertarian. Then I lo look up what the party is up to and I'm like, what the fuck? All right. Anyway, but I love your sense of humor and your emphasis on masculinity and family. Plus I grew up in the midst of nowhere in a family of loggers. So I love that you do tree work and live in the country. I'm 28 and currently have two kids hoping to get six someday. Love it, buddy. You sound awesome. I love being a relatively um, young dad. Yeah, rub it in, why don't you? I, I I'm glad that I waited just because it's with. I, I wouldn't have known Amy at 28. But man, it would have been fun to have kids at 28. You know, I play hard with Walter, but sometimes dad dad needs needs a breather. All right, so it's awesome to see someone else who actually encouraging young people to start families. Quit waiting until you're pushing 40 to get married and start having kids. Totally. Do it like literally have kids at 20. There's no re like, there's nothing you're missing. <sighs> All right. Anyway, anyway, what I really wanted to tell you is that I'm a Christian filmmaker. That's what I do for a living. My wife is a stay at home mom. Praise God. That's odd. Oh, I love this guy. I just want to smell your hair. To be frank, don't like the wimpy preachy uh, drive that usually gets passed off as a Christian film. Completely agree. I, I agree with you completely. Uh, I make action movies that reflect my worldview. Well, here's the, here's something that I was uh, thinking about. Most good thing, like most good movies and stories, are already Christian. You just don't know it. Like the Lord of the Rings, all of C.S. Lewis, Lion the Rich in the Wardrobe, all of it. That star, the early Star Wars. Uh, it's all Christian films. They just change the names of the characters. Uh, but like full blown Christian movies almost remind me a little of like the Hallmark channel where it's just so on the nose and so yeah, soft and preachy that it doesn't really do anything for me. All right. In the shadow of the Valley, it's about a young pastor who takes on the un unenviable task of rebuilding a disgraced rural church only to find himself forced to start unraveling a dark conspiracy when evil forces threaten his family and his church. I think it's unlike Anything people have ever seen and unlike lame stuff like God's Not Dead or War Room that just preached the choir, I think it actually has a chance to reach a lot of adults and teenagers, and in particular young men who normally wouldn't dream of watching a Christian film. Dude, I'll support the hell out of this, man. Crush it.
Let me know if you need me in it. I, I'm, you know, I can act. Like Braveheart's a Christian film. Gladiator's a Christian film. Those are both Christ stories. Without the hubris of saying they're Christ. Like, they, it's, it's the humble... All right, you get it. All right. We're entering the last week of our campaign, and we still have a far way to go to raise our money. If we can hit our fundraising goal and get 1,000 followers, we'll be in the running to win as much as 50K and additional funding on top of what we raise ourselves. So if you have a few minutes to check it out, the campaign is www.intheshadowofthevalley.com. Watch our pitch video and give it a shout. If you like what you see, it would mean a ton. Thanks for reading this message. Sorry it was so long. Uh, David Kirk West. If you're ever interested in getting back into acting in films that are manly, pro-gun, Christian, libertarian, hit me up. Dude, I'll throw you, I'll throw you a 50 right now. I'm, I'm going to write this down. Oh, yeah. So, in the shadow of the valley.com. Sweet. Awesome, buddy. Good luck. Stay in touch, bro. All right. Steven, residuals for punked. Recently discovered your channel. Uh, gave, oh, he gave me one penny. That's why he's saying residuals for punked. That's, why don't you guys give two pennies? That way you can say I'm giving you my two cents. Please don't do that too often, though, because it's, you know, feed the bear. But it's still funny. All right. Give you a shout-out on Twitter. You might think it's funny. If not, I do so. I don't give a shit. But, whoa, you're coming in hot, buddy. But check it out. By the way, I like to make hashtags nobody will probably ever search, but hopefully it will get you a sub or two. Uh, Twitter.com, long thing. Showing love from an effing ginger from Ohio. Iron Belly. Awesome, dude. All right, sweet. I'm going to check the normal chat, see what everybody's up to. Maybe play another song or two, and then uh, go outside and play with the chickens. Walter's good at catching chickens. Oh, wow, there's a bunch more. Andrew. Oh, and love you, bud. Hey, can you explain... Oh, shit. Hey, can you explain what you think of George Soros' motives are? With all of his U.S. meddling, I'm dug around a little bit, but the only thing that makes sense is that he is betting against the dollar and trying to destroy the U.S. economy for profit. Well, he's also an, a, an atheist fundamentalist, and, and he's anti-good. He's anti-capitalism. I think when you, when you become a billionaire, sometimes you just start manifesting your inner demons. Uh, but yeah, he's trying, to, he's trying to tank the U.S. dollar. It's the same thing he did to England. He tanked the Bank of England and made a, a ton of money on it. It's when you undercut the culture. It's just like Hannibal and uh, Fabian, that thing I talked about yesterday. It's like when you undercut in a culture and create all this tribal infighting and there's no unity at all, and you break down the borders and you break down all the institutions. Um, and I'm not talking about the corrupted institutions, like the basic ones, like marriage, gender, uh, the concept of good and evil, Father's Day, Mother's Day, Christmas. Uh, when, you, when you take that down, the do it, it, it's only a matter of time until uh, the dollar starts collapsing or the whatever the... Good news for the EU, though. There's some people not fucking around. Italy's going nationalist. Uh, Romania, Hungary, Poland. They're, they're now going to put the EU in a real decision where are they going to go to war or not? Because there's a bunch of countries now voting for their national boundaries. And the EU is going to have to... Because Brexit never happened. I mean, that was a total fucking scam. But if enough of those people vote in nationalists... The EU will either have to fight him or not, or just uh, pack up, because it's getting to a fever pitch over there. 
I think there will eventually be war in America over this stuff. I think that uh, the factions are becoming just ridiculous. They're just people aren't. It's the Tower of Babel. You know, it's like people, if you say hi, someone else says, I'm not a Nazi, you are. It's like you're literally in these bubbles. There's no way that, you know, that won't end in conflict. I don't think it'll be uh, a traditional war. I just think it'll be, uh, I think it could get real ugly, though. And I think Europe's facing the same thing. You can't have that many people from a, just flood your area. It's never happened. And this whole racist, bigot, homophobe shit is only to soften the culture to let in all these people to dismantle uh, uh, an area and take their wealth. Do you think these neocon Democrats, not neocon, neolib uh, Democrats give a flying fuck about trans rights? They would spit on them in the the street. They don't give a shit. They just want to undercut your values so they can flood flood a nation. Here we go. Shekel guy here. I've been trying to be verified as Pharisee Bear. Welcome, Pharisee Bear. For a while now, not sure if you've ever seen the request. Verify me, and I promised to ask the elders for more shekels to give you. Well, if they ever tell me where and when the weekly manipulate, manipulate the Goyim meetings are. Yeah, fill me in. You can be my inside guy. You know, you can be my inside guy, because the shekels haven't been flowing like they once were. So uh, talk to your elders, and we'll figure it out. Oh, and please remind the Bears to register to vote. There is still time. Also, if you moved and need to re-register, you can go uh, to vote.gov and register online in some states, or you can just go to your local election office and register right then and there. I'm out. Um, Turnout is everything in this election. We need to show that we are done with the nonsense and the message. If I'm in town, I'm doing a Preggers Gala for their fundraisers. It's just a good excuse for me and Amy to go to L.A. She hasn't been away from um, the kids since we've had the kids. And so the fact that we have two grandparents, two, no, three grandparents, two great-grandparents, uh, uncles and aunts, we finally feel comfortable to go on a vacation together. So we're going to go to L.A. for two days. Not that L.A. is a vacation. I literally despise the city. But just to hang out with uh, uh, the former prime minister of Canada, that guy's awesome. I'm, I always blank on his name. But, hang on, I'm going to the chat. I don't want to fuck up his name. He's like a legend. Who's the, the, the good Prime Minister of Canada guy? Guys, I'm back into the chat. Does anyone know his name? You guys know his name. The Prime Minister of Canada. Um, Stephen Harper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm going to uh, do a set and entertain uh, their donors. And Stephen Harper is their, uh, their main guy. For that night, so that'll be really fun. Stephen Harper did great, great things for Canada, and now that you see this this uh, pile of shit named Justin Trudeau, Stephen Harper looks like uh, like fucking MacGyver, Chuck Norris. So that'll be cool. So if I'm back in for the voting day, I plan on renting a van and picking people up to vote because not only is it necessary. I guess the biggest word I can use is necessary. It's necessary you vote. I've never voted in a midterm election in my life. This one needs to happen. We got to keep the House and Senate. Um, the left has finally revealed itself to be complete monsters. Complete. There's no argument anymore. None. If you give them power, you're out of your fucking minds. And the establishment left is now horrified by the socialist left because the socialist left 
is they can't win. Nobody that's normal, even all these virtue signaling dipshits on Facebook, when they go in that booth, they're not voting for fucking these psychopaths. Unless you have nothing and you just want to see the whole world burn, which no one in America really has nothing. Our poor people still have Twitter accounts and they're fat. So it's like, you can't, like Trump is crushing. You can't get like, let them overthrow it. They will vote out Kavanaugh. They'll start to impe- an impeachment thing on Kavanaugh. They'll try to impeach Trump and that will just speed up war. Like we will be at war if that shit goes down. There's no way around it. It's just like what happened with that douche in uh, Canada. When that, uh, when Henrik was upset that I uh, said that people have to take matters into their own hands. That's, that's accurate though. It's not ideal. I hate war. I can't fucking stand it. That's why I'm so into fracking. I don't want to have to fight Saudi Arabia's wars. I don't want to have to fight any of those wars. It's like, I don't want to have to fight war for energy out of the Middle East. I want the Middle East to just eat itself like the fucking psycho weirdo. Joe Rogan, before he uh, uh, started breathing the soy, uh, used to have a brilliant joke about the Middle East are the townies of the world. They're the guys that never left and just became dicks. I want them to just fucking do their thing and no more war over there. So I'm very against war. I don't want uh, uh, any, I, I, I like my plumbing, my water. I like being able to go out for breakfast every now and then and uh, go to the store and expect that there's food on the shelves. I, I'm not a very good shot. Uh, I'm a big target. But I would obviously fight in any militia, you know, and I, I don't want my kids to lose their dad. Obviously, that's it's insane to even think about. But if, if if we get to the point where we can't have a republic, a democratically elected republic and rule of law and rules of the game and consistency and institution stuff, there's going to be war. Like America didn't we didn't lose 60 million of our alpha males in, in a, the span of 30 years like Europe did. Like we'll fucking freak out. All right, it's from Israel. <clears throat> Just keep an empty water bottle under the piano so we can keep the show rolling. Road trip style when you have to piss. On second thought, keep two empty bottles. I can't risk having my dick on a live stream. If I ever run for president, that'll, that'll bite me in the ass. My buddy yesterday, who's become like this, like one of the biggest trainers now in the world, it's hilarious. But uh, he was like, you're gonna be, you're gonna be uh, president one day. And I'm like, there's literally no chance. Not only do I not want to give up my freedom, I would never put my uh, my family through that. Like, I haven't been keeping a journal like Kavanaugh. There's people that could come forward about me and be like, he fucking fish hooked my mouth because uh, I, I wouldn't stop fucking poking him. You know, I've done some shit. I've like been in fights. Um, I mean, nothing that bad. I could handle it. Amy could handle it. But, uh... That sounds horrible to me. I never want to be the president. But if I'm pissing in a bottle on a live stream and my dick just happens to pop out, I don't think I, because I, a lot of family people listen to this and watch this, you know, a lot of like moms that are just like with their kids at home or like, you know, fam, like there's literally Christian families that sit around and listen to this show and they'll let go a few swearing swear words now and then. I don't think they enjoy it, but whatever. If I pull my cock out and piss, piss in a bottle, let alone two bottles, Israel, I think we'd be in a real bad spot. It'd be very disrespectful to my audience. And by the way, if you've ever actually pissed in a bottle on a road trip, which I have many times, 
Gatorade won't do it. You'll start overflowing and you'll piss all over yourself. Uh, you need a, this is going to get a little graphic, so plug the ears. You need like a milk gallon jug, but listen, if you have a respectable penis at all, you might have your dick stuck in that one. It's really, really hard to piss in a bottle unless you have an, a thin penis or a small bladder. <clears throat> Israel. ANCAP doesn't claim utopia, and it's not a world without force, just without offensive force and societal ostracism in place of offensive force. ANCAP would have to slowly be implemented over generations. Yeah, I love going that direction, but people with an IQ under 90 can't conceive of what you're talking about. So just know that tens, if not hundreds of millions of people in your nation just want to be told what to do by a guy with a gun. I think 100 IQ and higher could understand that concept and live with it under no chance. And I'm just being, I would love that to be true. Love. Lo that would be incredible. Uh, but let's just be honest. There's people that are just like, but who has the gun? Robin Owen, thank you for being awesome. I'd love to be verified as Sailor Bear. God bless. Welcome, Sailor Bear. Welcome to the Unbearables. How much time have I done? Hour 41, sweet. I like to keep them under two. All right, I'm back in it. So many great suggestions for pissing in a bottle. Great job, folks. Yeah, these are, these are life skills that you might need. The guys with under 90 IQs have the guns. Not true. Not true at all. Uh, most of them actually don't have guns. A lot of uh, liberals have very low IQs. It's such a fucking scam that they said that the Democrats are uh, smarter than Republicans. I remember even my dad used to tell me that, and that's absolutely false uh oh dude check this out i forgot to talk about this scott adams talked about uh talked about this on a stream recently it's one of the most brilliant things i've ever heard ever in my life because just like how he described at first you think it sounds insane and the more you think about it the more it is the best argument you can possibly make with the gun um, with the anti-gun left. You guys want to hear it? You guys want to hear this? It's mind-blowing. Okay, what if we proposed that anybody registered Democrat that's anti-gun, the government has to take their guns? How brilliant is that? You can't argue against it. All right, right now, there's a, a lot of you that are like, what? Think about it. It undercuts their whole argument because, of course, they wouldn't go for that. But if you're anti-gun, what if you got rid of half of the country's guns? That's obviously a step in the right direction. And since they're against guns, why would they want guns? Their only argument would be to protect themselves against people with guns. Ding, ding, ding. You just made the argument against your own argument. If you say, let's pass a law, let's meet in the middle. Half the country wants guns. Half the country thinks guns are scary, and if you own one, it means you want to see kids get shot in school. So, listen, we'll meet in the middle. Anybody registered Democrat, and that's your choice to do. It's your choice. We will confiscate your guns for you, and that will limit, uh, that'll cut the guns in an American half. Any, that sounds crazy, but it's not. That should be welcomed by anyone who's really against guns, but it won't be because they're not really against guns. They're not really against guns. 
They just want to consolidate guns to the government. Not really against guns, because they would never give them up in that scenario. Because they would think that uh, Republicans would have an advantage over them. Why? Because they couldn't protect themselves? Seeing as you can't get rid of guns, because criminal, you can't get rid of guns in prison, let alone the free world. You can make guns with a 3D printer. I know a guy, I know several guys that can make guns in their garage with metal presses and shit. You can't get rid of guns. So if guns exist and you just proved that having a gun helps you against people with guns, how can you ever argue against gun guns? It's, it's like this, that, like every now and then Scott Adams will hit such a home run that I'm just like, and his new app idea is fucking brilliant. Whew. Like that guy, and he's honest about the fact that he's not pursuing truth. That's one of the things I love about Scott Adams. Like, I was a little, I was a little hard on him occasionally in the beginning. I've always enjoyed him, but uh, he said some stuff where I've been like, hey, fuck you, Scott Adams. But he's very open about the fact that he's not on a quest for truth. He's, he's, uh, he's almost like a kind of savanti. He's like a... How do I explain it? There's something almost uh, Machiavellian about him, but he's almost like a good-hearted Machiavellian, if that makes any sense at all. I think he wants the world to be a better place, and he's not trying to acquire power himself. I think he's just into the study of power, rhetoric, and efficiency. And he's not saying anything he's not. And for that reason, I, I am very accepting of him. One of the reasons I, I got so scorned, I was like a woman scorned about Peterson, is because it's the opposite of what he portrays himself as. And that's, that's always a, a huge red flag. Like uh, uh, Scott Adams is like, he doesn't say he's pursuing anything that he's not. Because he has a new app idea that I really think could revolutionize uh, education and it could undercut the mainstream media's psychotic bias i mean the guy is actually doing good for the world he, he's invented this app and this would be amazing for all you guys and, and for me and for everybody it, it it will decentralize more money and power for for um just average assholes like us with just some weird skill so scott adams has this uh, new app where you enter what you're good at enter what you want to charge per hour and people can find you and you guys can Skype. I've never used it, but let's say you know a lot about planes. And there's like a news story where a plane just uh, crashed into a mountain and no one knows how the gears work and shit. The mainstream media would have their go-to expert, who's definitely some corrupt di dipshit. What if like 80 people just popped up like, oh, I fly that plane for a living. And then normal people could just be like, oh, so what's the real story with that? Because I have access to that right now because I have tens if not hundreds of thousands of views and listens on these podcasts people from all over the world all walks of life like i'll talk about a specific story and like the lawyer in that story will email me you know so i have access to like real 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 good inside information with highly specific highly skilled people in areas of expertise that i do not have this could make that for everyone like imagine if you like wanted to learn the trumpet or something. And somebody's like, Oh, I can teach you the trumpet. Um, I'm 50 bucks an hour. And someone's like, well, I'll pay you 20. Are you busy? And they're like, all right. And it all just, it's, it's, it's 
perfect. It's like a perfect consent exchange of money and uh, skills and resources. And because I think the next revolution, as much as I can be a dick and be hard on, on people, I'm so hopeful for so much in the future, as long as we don't lose control of the Internet and um, PayPal and Visa and MasterCard and shit like that. But uh, that's why, like Scott Adams, I think, invented his own crypto. It's fucking the guy is fucking incredible. He's also doing this other project with inner city, like the blight authority, where they take these uh, rundown buildings and they rebuild them. He, he has this idea for, cause his stepson just died of a fentanyl overdose. Uh, an idea of, uh, of a, uh, rehab city and not like no guards, not like that, but a city that's like, if you're there, there's no, there's no access to narcotics or whatever, you know, he's, he's just, he's a, thinking outside the box guy. And I think his business background and his persuasion background and his humor background, cause he's a fucking great joke writer. It's all coming together to just make, he's such a good dude. I mean, I think he's slightly nihilistic. Like, okay, here's a perfect example. He's an atheist. Look at how I'm talking about him. So all you psycho atheists on my fucking comment section, it's like, you're close minded, big bear. You're only friends with Christians. Dude, Scott Adams is a wicked atheist, and I'm singing his praises right now because he's not a he doesn't uh, he doesn't feel any desire to mock Christianity. In fact, he sees a lot of benefit of it, and he's very um, respectful of the faith. And that's all anyone asks. No one's saying you got to be anything, but uh, he's just so upfront about the way his mind works. And I've just really enjoyed him because I've caught him being full of shit a few times, but it doesn't go against his overall thing because he's saying like, Oh yeah, but, but it's not good persuasion. And I'm like, wow, Scott Adams. My mom loves Scott Adams. Now I'm a godless heathen and I have your back Owen. Thank you, Joey. Uh, I, I, I see atheism a lot like Islam where, you can you can be great and moral individuals, but there's a certain population where there's a tipping point to madness. Uh, I think any population that's over 50% atheist or over 50% Muslim sounds like a living hell. But, you know, because you need that framework. Because you see science. Like, I, I said the 70 uh, gender things was uh, a product of atheism, and people were like, you're dead wrong on this, Big Bear. Name one scientist, quote-unquote scientist, Name one social person who's ever pushed that idea that, that is a Christian. One. Name one. And then look at all the people pushing it. They're all atheists. Every one of them. It could be a small group of atheists. I have no idea. All I know is you'll never hear an actually faithful, devout Christian say that there is unicorn gender and that uh, Father's Day is mansplaining and it's heteronormative patriarchal behavior. None of that exists in Christianity. None. I wonder what he's, what he's end up calling it. What are you guys referring to? Uh, I would say they're mostly atheists. Yeah. Because you replace God, like human beings have an instinct. We have an instinct for violence and we also have an instinct for belief. We're animals and we're like half and half, dude. It's like right out of fucking Genesis. It's a fact. It's like we're fallen. We know we're naked. But we're still God's angels, not angels. Sorry, that, it's weird when you talk about religion with a word that you would use in another context. Nah, nah, nah. It's like we're in God's image and we're loved by God, but we're also fallen, naked animals. 
And that simultaneous thing is, is what causes so much beauty and art in, in humans and also tragedy and pain and sorrow. You know, it's like, we know we're naked now, but we're still in God's image. It's, it's, it's pretty intense when you think about it. So we're designed to be violent, lustful, greedy animals uh, that just bay at the moon and just murder anyone that threatens us. But we're also in God's image. So we're designed for animalism and we're also designed for faith and divinity. And so I see it as two roads. And some people have a natural predisposition to divinity, like my wife. She's not as religious at all as me at all. But like yesterday I was reading the children's Bible uh, to Walter and her and the baby. I was just reading stories and she was like, this has been one of my favorite nights in a while. You know, she just lives it. It's like my mom's kind of like that too. She just is good. I can't explain it, but uh, I need to train myself more. I think I'm more animal than her. Like I, I have more of a predisposition to, uh, to violence and to greed and to stuff like that. So I had to like really think it through. And I think that's just men in general, I think sometimes have to really, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it has anything to do with gender because I know some pretty fucking horrific women. All right. UNN article idea. UK citizens forced to rip off their fingernails following recent scratch attacks. Hysterical. The last movement. That's really funny. Someone write that down. Is there UNN guys in here? Unbearablenewsnetwork.com. Check it out. Uh, they, they write hilarious shit. My mom is kind of a bit mean. My mom can be very mean. My mom's real Germanic. Uh, but she has a very, very, very good and warm heart, but a lot of defense mechanisms and strength that has come from some really, really dark and cold winters in her life. Uh, unbearable media. That's the PO box. Oh, cool. Harry bear. All right. More animal than faith. That's cool. Well, it's, it's, it's true. I'm very capable of being uh, an animal. Is your mom Latina? My mom? No, my mom is uh, half German, half white something that we don't know. Uh, and my dad is half Irish, a quarter Scandinavian and a quarter Czech Jew. But I think it's, yeah, I don't know what Jewish even means. I, I've always found that to be very funny. Like, how can you be ethnically a, a religion? But people just say it's true. So I, I snicker and say I'm a quarter Jew when that's like saying you're a quarter mathematician. Like that just doesn't equate to me where it's like, oh, I'm a quarter. I'm a quarter Pearl Jam fan. Like, I just don't. Someone tried to explain to me in the comment section, a Jew that like back in the day, there was no difference between ethnicity and religion like thousands of years ago. So that's probably where it started from. I don't know. My whole family were all Catholic, though. There was there, there was at least one Protestant grandparent. Who was it? Dale W., the, the lead miner, was Catholic and Ethel was Protestant because she was super German. And then my mom, my dad's, both my dad's parents were Catholic, but his mom was born a Jew, but never had like a bat mitzvah or anything like that. But she was very pushy. 
All right, what do we got here? Kyle Kavanaugh. Hey, Owen, I'm glad my namesake ended up winning against the false allegations. Ha. <laughs> South of the border, it was a huge win for due process, and Kavanaugh's everywhere. I should be able to finish paying you back in the next few months as my trailer is up for sale. No, Kyle, keep it. I said, dude, well, we'll talk about it. I want to thank you again for helping me when I was down and out. You're a good man. Would you mind doing me another solid and shouting out my channel? I'll be going live and taking song requests after your show. Yeah, Kyle Kavanaugh, check him out on YouTube. Great guy. Kyle, it's a gift. And I know you proud fuckers think that th I'm just saying that. But it is because when people feel the, the need to pay, like, because when there's people I trust that are kind of uh, broke and I know a little bit will go a long way, you know, I'll just, I'll just feed, I'll feed those bears. Because, you know, you feed one bear, that bear feeds more bears. It's kind of the way currency works. Uh, when people can't pay you back and they feel obligated to, sometimes they resent you. It's happened to me. Like some of my biggest enemies on YouTube where you just see like 10 thumbs downs, I'd say five of them I've probably given a few hundred dollars to that they've never paid back and that's why they hate me, which is so fucking stupid. It's almost like I bought enemies by being nice. So I never lend people money. It's, it's just, it, it's all, that's why I'll never give you like a grand unless you're like, you know, like a couple people I have, like people, this one guy broke his back, another dude had cancer, but like in general, it's only, it's an amount that would mean a lot to you in that moment and very little to me in that moment. And it's always a gift. The Jews call it a, uh, is it a mitzvah? No, a, uh, just a good act for the sake of doing a good act. So uh, don't even have it in your mind that you're going to pay me back. That would make me uncomfortable and I wouldn't take it. it I, would, I would consider it insulting, Kyle, you little fuck. Lisa, hi, Big Bear. It's not taken... Can I be verified as Liberty Bear? It's taken. And Liberty Bear is a great guy. I once had a spat with him, but we forgave each other. I was mostly at fault. I was 90% wrong. He was 10% wrong. I'm a 34-year-old woman from Michigan. So excited for the Louder uh, U of M show. See you there. After watching the millionth protest since Trump got elected, I just so happened to watch Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I know some similarities. The correlation of the mobs of people running down the streets, screaming and pointing at the other. You can't fall asleep or you turn into them. Also, the humans had to show no emotion to blend in when walking down the street. Just thought you'd find this interesting. Also, thank you for showing how great it is to have a family. I have uh, infertility issues and hope someday soon to try fertility treatments. Seeing you and your beautiful wife, Amy, truly living the dream makes my heart swell. Cherish every moment. Much love, Big Bear. Lisa from Michigan. Thank you. Uh, I'm excited to meet you and, and say hi to you at the show. Um, you can have a family without having kids. You know, I don't know what your family setup is like, but you know, uh, Walter's and Charlie's aunt and uncle are, are really important people in, in his life. And so same with grandparents and, and just aunts, uncles, brothers, sisters, just family. It doesn't. And also there, there's a, a you can adopt. Uh, I think once we're done making our own kids, we'll probably start adopting kids because I have resources now. I have a safe environment. So you know, I'd love to have five or six children. And I think, uh, you know, I can probably get three or four out of Amy. And then uh, who knows? Who knows what the future brings? But f children are just the greatest thing in the world. And what? Uh, oh, the invasion of the body snatchers. Yeah, this is the thing. This is not the first or the last time that this will happen to a population that we're seeing right now. It always happens. 
This is always what's happening when someone's when there's a lie being perpetrated and people are are trying to accept a lie. I've seen the lie in Christianity. That's why when some people are like, "Oh, you're fucking big bear and you don't feed your children lies," I posted the book on Instagram, the the children's story of Jesus, because I think it's important to say Jesus's name and and show what you're doing and not have shame and 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 bringing God to your child, you know, because you do get blowback. People freak out. And, uh, and I get it because there's whole churches, there's whole religious movements in Christianity that have been based on complete lies and manipulation of people. And, uh, and I've been part of it. I was raised Catholic and, and it was, you know, there's been this pedophile problem for a long time and just manipulation. And they don't teach you the, uh, the Bible itself. They just teach you compliance in a lot of ways. Not all churches. There's some good Catholic churches, but uh, that's why you just have to, you just have to be resilient to to nonsense. Like it. That's why my motto is: I might be wrong, but I'm not lying. You have to be able to make mistakes. You have to be capable of calling someone out, and maybe down the line you're wrong, because you can't possibly know if you're going to be right or wrong. That's like centralized economic planning. They don't know how much bread costs. That's why Venezuela is shit. You don't know if you're right or wrong when you're first formulating an idea and over a l- time you start realizing whether you are or not. And for those of you already thinking, well, what about Jordan Peterson? He knows not to apologize to a fucking mob. He knows that accusations aren't guilt. He knows that it's a shame mob. He knows due process. He knows, he knows, he knows. He lived it. He lived the shit. It's the whole difference. That's why, dude, there's people I've forgiven in my life that have done heinous things, but in the moment, they believed it, or they were weak and, and, and sad and, and broken, and, or they've atoned, or they've said, I'm really, really sorry I was wrong. They don't just go, it's really complicated that I stole your bike. No, you stole my fucking bike. Uh, Jesus' lineage has to go back to King David, so, but if he apologizes, hang on. But if he apologizes, he will be apologizing to a mob. No, he's apologizing for lying. We're not a mob. We're his supporters, and we're there because he's not lying. We're not an angry mob. There's a big difference. He has two options. He can apologize for lying for the sake of money and power, which we all know is what happened, or he cannot. That's it. It's not apologize. It's not the same thing. Apologizing to a mob is not the same thing. When I say, because um, we're not threatening him with anything except for our removal of support or we won't sing his praises. I'm not trying to get him fired. I'm not trying to get his book banned from Barnes and Noble. It's not a power acquisition thing. This is not apologizing to another mob. That's a terrible argument that sounds good on the surface. It's sophistry. That's a trick. But if he apologizes, he will be apologizing to a mob. There's no way out as far as I'm concerned. No, there is a way out. If he genuinely feels sorry for lying, which he did, and he apologizes, I would accept it. I, I, would, I would always look at him a little different. I, wouldn't, I, would, I would always be suspicious from now on because um, I just, it's just so mind-blowing that that happened and that his apologies were just saying over and over again that it's complicated. But if he genuinely sees his error of his ways and says, I'm really sorry for saying that, of course, Judge Kavanaugh should be on the Supreme Court. Of course, we need due process. I would, I would forgive that. I would forgive the statement. 
because that's not apologizing to a mob because we're not coercing him with any threats. I'm not making up false rape claims or trying to get him fired or trying to take the million dollars he'll make this month. None of it. That's the difference. It's not a mob because there's no coercion. I'm not protesting his fucking place. The only time I've even slightly hinted that something should happen in real life was because I watched a man beat a woman in the street. There's a huge difference. And I beg of you to see that difference because I need you people to be strong in the events that are coming. Because this is just the beginning. This battle of words and rhetoric, they're going to try and convince you to get rid of the Senate. Um, they're going to try and convince you to get rid of uh, the, the, the Electoral College, all of it. Because they want 51% of the population to be able to vote to take the, the other's money. That's what they want. And so there's going to be a lot of trickery. And just like that, he, he'd apologize because of a mob. No. His whole message was what he went against. All his life experiences have been what he went against. We're not a mob. We're his fact checkers. We're his fucking um, sobriety. We're his, uh, what's it called? When you, we're his sponsor. We're his fucking fame and money sponsor. Hey, man, put the heroin down. Put it down. Has Crowder addressed what Peterson said? Uh, I don't know. Crowder has so much going on that he sees some of the stuff that I get involved in as noise. And he's, he has employees. He has people that rely on him for their health coverage. He has sketches and interviews and uh, a, a studio full of gear. And his whole world is so much more intense and business-oriented and... Like, sometimes I'll go down a rabbit hole like this, and he'll occasionally laugh and be like, you're, you're crazy and this is funny, but, you know, make sure you're there at 6.30 this morning. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, the, it's a totally different thing. Like, I have the ability of going down rabbit holes. It's kind of like one, a value I bring in a way because I'm just a dude talking. But I'll never have, you know, thousands of Mugs Club subscribers because I don't bring the same level of uh, production quality that he does uh professional he's so professional so like like regimented and focused and knows exactly what inch and movement will do this and that and that like that's something that i'm not naturally good at and that's one reason why we work so well together because i'll be with him again next week i think in texas so uh because we're going to do that we're going to do uh some some water with crowders and uh work on our show for u of m <clears throat> oh, more authentic. Well, no, Crowder's insanely authentic. Like what you see on Lauder with Crowder is him. It's just <clears throat> he doesn't take the risks and the improv that I do, but that's because he has so many people relying on him and he's very uh he's very uh responsible. But he's extremely authentic. Like that dude, that's why you've never heard me talk shit about him ever once. Same with Dave Smith, same with Malinu, same with just tons of people. Because even when we disagree or any of that stuff, he is absolutely not misrepresenting himself ever. I've never seen it. And we've disagreed on some intense shit before. Uh, Two million subs, that's a shitload of responsibility. Oh, it's higher than that, buddy. Let's just take a look and then I'll get out of here. What? I want to see how many subs he has. When I first started working with him, he was at 800,000. Let's see what he's at now. And, uh... 2.7 million subscribers. 
That's unreal. Let's see what Fox News is. Let's know. Let's see what CNN is. 4.93 million, but that's bullshit. Those are fake. Let's see what Fox is. Let's see what Rogan is. 3.6 million. Wow. That's pretty big. Let's see what uh, Fox News is. 1.85 million. So Crowder has a million more than Fox News. That's what Daily Wire is. Yeah, he's a very responsible dude. And he also has like, uh, all right, 958,000. Oh, I'm coming for you, Shapiro. I'm coming for you, motherfucker. I can take that down. Clavin is their, is their diamond in the rough over there, man. Holy shit. That show is awesome. I love Andrew Clavin. That motherfucker is good. All right. Any final requests for, um, oh, InfoWars. Oh, so that's hilarious. InfoWars. I've gotten a lot of love from doing InfoWars. People watch that shit. In Fox's defense, old people don't know what YouTube is. Yeah, totally. I'm just, just looking. Don't have to defend it. That's an incredible amount of people. I only have 160,000. They have 1.8 million. Like, I wasn't knocking them. Sticks has 300,000. I've grown to really like Sticks. Freaked me out at first, that whole 666 bullshit. But uh, he's, uh, I enjoy listening to him. He's kind of a dick, but like a fun dickhead. I can't believe I used to like Sam Harris. Me neither. I used to love Sam Harris. I used to think he was real rational and smart. It's insane. Sam Harris is a piece of dog shit. Uh, Eric Nimmer can play the guitar. He can. Eric is a very talented man. Owen, do you have the 100,000 plaque? No. Because if they were going to give it to me, I was going to cover it with this um, tie right or some shit where you, if you shoot it with a bullet that's going fast enough, it explodes. Uh, we were going to shoot it with, a, uh, with an AK-47. Sticks gives me the creeps. Me too, kind of. But I've really enjoyed him lately. I, I just, I look past his like occultish vibe and he's just such a, like a snarky dickhead, but he's so smart and right about a lot that I really enjoy it. I can't explain it. I've just enjoyed it. Oh, Tannerite. That's it. Everybody today, we need to talk about Hexenhammer 666. I enjoy him. I think he has uh he knows a lot about a lot of shit. I feel like he's got a fucking crazy IQ. I love how many bears know what Tannerite is. Dude, bears are very, very, very armed. All right, any requests before I get out of here? Sticks is an ex-Satanist? Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty much, at this point, you probably know I'm fairly against Satan. So, um, I don't know what to tell you. I'm just just being straight up. Uh, I think he's an enjoyable listen. And I don't know anything about his old Satan shit. Who knows? I used to think I was a liberal. So, I mean, fuck it. Amelie? All right, sure. By the way, former liberals are borderline former Satanists. I don't know if you guys realize that, but it's, it's very similar. Oh, Gunner's Dream. Oh, that's a good idea. I forgot the, the lyrics. Let me look it up. Yesterday, I did three hours, but I only... Uh, I only put up two hours because I was talking alone for an hour. 
Dude, Malinu referenced this on his last live stream. Someone asked him his favorite uh, Pink Floyd song. He said this one. Floating down through the clouds. Memories come rushing up to meet me now. But in the space between the heavens and the corner of some foreign field. I had a dream I had a dream Goodbye Max Goodbye Ma After the service When you're walking slowly to the car And the silver in her hair Shines in the cold November you hear the tolling bell and touch the silk in her appell. And as the teardrops rise to meet the comfort of the band, you take her frail hand and hold on to the dream, a place to stay. Enough to eat Somewhere old heroes shuffle safely down the street Where you can speak out loud about your doubts and fears And once more, no one ever disappears You never hear their standard issue kicking in your door You can relax on both sides of the tracks and maniacs don't blow holes in bandsmen by remote control And everyone has recourse to the law And no one kills the children anymore No one kills the children anymore Night after night going my brain his dream is driving me insane in the corner of some foreign field the gunner sleeps tonight what's done is done we cannot just write off his final scene Take heed of the dream. Take heed of the dream. I mean, that is a beautiful tune. And that's based on the, uh, there's a poem about in the corner of some foreign field, a gunner sleeps, uh, in the corner of some foreign field, it was about World War I, I believe. Might have been two. I think it was one. Any other, uh, any other Harry Bear wanted to hear Amelie? How did I forget this? Is that it? That's it. It's the angle I'm sitting. It doesn't look like a piano. 
comfortably numb. I can do that. Anton says, why play with such a hurry? All right, I'll play it slower for you, Anton. Because that sounds way better. Fuck you, Anton. All right, what else you guys want to hear? Uh, someone uh, comfortably dumb. Hello. Is there anybody in there? Can you play some Bach? Of course. Also, this one I am. I can't play it sitting sitting the way I'm sitting. It's way too fast. It's like just sounds like garbage. I mean, it's just like literally there's no way I can play that on this shitty little keyboard. Play, uh, the only regret is that I can't thumb up it twice. Hot cross buns? Can you play Shylock Holmes theme song? I don't remember it now. Is that, that's from, uh, that's from that movie. I don't fucking know. Uh, Stairway to Freebird. I gotta go. I've been here two hours and 18 minutes. Adagio. Sticks. Oh, by the way, that Behind Blue Eyes song is about a pedophile. I don't know if that'll change the way you guys see the song. It did me a lot. Listen to this. Just listen to this these lyrics and know that the the dude from the who got busted for uh child porn i believe all right <clears throat> listen to this shit no one knows what it's like to be the bad man to be the sad man 
behind blue eyes. No one knows what it's like to, to be hated, to be faded, to telling only lies. But my dream, fuck, my dreams, they aren't as empty as my conscience seems to be. I have not, fuck, it's too high. I've hours only lo lonely. My love is vengeance. It's never free. All right, listen to this. No one knows what it's like to feel these feelings like I do and I blame you. No one bites back this hard of, on their anger. None of my pain and woe can show through. But my dreams, they aren't as empty as my conscience seems to be. I have hours only lonely. My love is vengeance. It's never free. <laughs> Creepy as fuck. No one knows what it's like to be the bad man, to be the sad man behind blue eyes. Isn't that crazy? I never really liked the Who, anyways. Well, I like a uh, teenage wasteland. How's that go? Out here in the fields. Ah, na, 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 na. It's a great tune. I don't need to be forgiven. Well, I don't know. Now that I just played behind blue eyes, the line "I don't need to be forgiven" kind of freaked me out. But I always loved, uh, I always loved that song. Bob O'Reilly, yeah, Tuesday's Gone's a great song. Teenage Wasteland also sounds a bit pedoey. It's I I just realized that right now. It's kind of bumming me out. One of the, all right, so hugepianist.com for my new special, as you uh, probably heard around the grapevine, around the uh, the coffee machine. Uh, people seem to dig it. People are digging it. The reviews are in big, big, big diggings. And listen, it's uh, it's a boutique type of situation. It's not Netflix. Millions of people won't see it uh, because I am pushing a uh, a false narrative that they want me to. So I won't get that fame. But guess what? Fame is a is a pain in the ass. Fact. So I have a very good special. And $1 of every sale goes to a charity. And that's Coddington Bear because he lives in Florida. And he's a precious, sweet little boy. Um, <laughs> so hugepianist.com for uh, that. I'm about to upload this in my normal YouTube channel. Please, please hit the like button and share it and comment. Even if it's negative comment. All good. Just make, make it authentic. <clears throat> Don't fuck with me because I, I believe a lot of things. Uh, let's fight the algorithms together. Pa Patreon.com slash WDTL. Um, I don't put anything up there that I don't put anywhere else anymore. I kind of changed my uh, thought process because I don't want to make anything exclusive. I know that's bad business, but it keeps me one step farther away from uh, the edge of nihilism. I know that makes no sense right now, but just now that you see like the, the uh, Peterson thing, I hope that makes a little bit more sense. Right, I'm all about making a living, but I don't want to extract resources. So it's only for people that have a little extra cash that want to just throw it, um, just just help out uh, our ability to make comedy uh, without any expectation. That's the only way that it works and it's good. Or if you want something, just get one of my specials. 
Uh, but the best currency you can give me is uh, spreading it, sharing it, like button, telling a friend, uh, helping us win the culture war that is afoot. And if you don't believe me, talk to anybody in Venezuela or North Korea. Newsflash, you can't talk to anyone in North Korea, but Venezuela, you can. So be good. There's a lot of good things happening in the world, a lot of things to give hope to. And uh, subscribe, hit the alert button and all that shit. I know I, I say this every podcast, but uh, it's crazy how many times I've been told it by people that I watch and I only recently have started commenting and liking and subscribing because I always felt like I was a, not above it, but I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's for the, that's for the people. I'm the people. It wasn't an ego thing. It was just, it's natural for any, everybody to think that. It's like, oh no, I don't need to do that. I just, I enjoy it. It's fine. No, like we all have to kind of chip in. We all got to vote in the midterms. We all got to hit the like button. We all got to support what we like or else the world will continue to erode. Uh, draw a line in the sand. No more. Being a conservative does not mean complying to nonsense. It means conserving, not complying. It's not the compliance party. All right. I love you guys for real. Thanks for all your feedback and your, um, and your love and your respect because I, I, it makes me feel like I need to earn it every day because you don't see me as an idol. You just see me as a cool dude saying cool stuff, which is exactly where I need you to be with me because uh, the Peterson tale is a real cautionary tale. Uh, much love and have a great day and make babies with that cock of yours because as much as you think it's awesome to just bang and, and launch and your dick is capable of so much more. The fact your dick can make life uh, justifies all those no reason boners, those NRBs when you were in, in elementary school. So uh, much love.